Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Glad to have you aboard. It's Cluck, it's Zach, as we do every week. Mr. Miller, how are you this week? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm, uh, you know... It was a, a little bit of a rough weekend yesterday. Had the Notre Dame game, had some soccer practices, and some beer. So I thought you were going to say, and I had to cope with the fact that the weather dipped below 60 for the first time in months this week. Girl, I was so excited for that. I couldn't wait to drink those crispy, no, not crispy boys, but the you know the good malted stuff. The, mm. su- the super heavy Zach's in the midst of his <sighs> Oktoberfest beers. Yes. I've made the, uh, I've rounded the corner to stouts, and I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, ready for stout season. Yeah, it's kind of depressing because I got to close the pool this week. Oh, so it's like yo, it's it's really done, man. It is all over. We'll have to find out if you've tried any pumpkin beers yet. Uh yeah, we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. We have a lot to talk about. To music, my beers. We have a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll we'll break some of that down and uh, talk about the drinking days we have ahead here as the the calendar starts to change. And uh, what is this? The last show we have this month. September's already gone. We're into fall. How did this summer, I mean, it, so we're already in the fall, but how did summer fly by the way it did? And now we're here, yeah. It's I don't know, first- yeah. Jason and I have talked about this during the week. I don't know where summer went this year. It seemed like, I don't know, two days ago, it was like, all right, man, it's June. It's time to get things popping. We're going to have a great beach summer. And now here it is. And we're in the height of tailgating season and long sleeves, hoodies, <sighs> and uh, some of the, the darker beers. So what did you do last weekend for like tailgating? Have you been out tailgating at all? Or? Nah, not really. I've actually had a uh, quite a few things going on. Um, and I'm, I'm getting into the week where I've or the month where I've got my wife's birthday. I've got some plans to travel. I've got like four other family members' birthdays this, this month. So I got a lot going on in October. But um, it was nice. I felt like Friday night I spent in the garage having a couple of... Uh, couple of ipas and you can feel it i'm like yeah the weather's turning pretty soon it's going to be having a stout you know doing some work on the motorcycles and uh getting everything ready for the winter ahead but uh what about you have you been you've already been out tailgating a couple I, of times i did and i went out uh the saturday of the um the self-control you the have to, to be able to go out and just tailgate a little bit and then leave and go do stuff it's remarkable man you're like a, a buddhist monk <laughs> I know. well and that was because it's because i'm coaching soccer this season but to be honest, this coming up Saturday, I'm going to be out. I'm going to be tailgating for a while because we've got family coming into town and friends coming into town. So it's one of those that we want to take them up there. And we want to do it right where oh, you, know, you go up there. Show the out-of-towners how, how we do it yeah. here in Michiana. Yeah, and it's not so bad. Actually, I ran into um, our buddies John Ravenscroft and also Les. Um, he, he's been slinging beers at West Wind, and I ran into those guys coming up to the tailgates as I was just backing off. I was like, hey, what are you guys drinking? Oh. They're like, we're ramping up, buddy. What are you doing? You're like, I got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did plan on going back a little later, and then, um, I don't know, the day just got away from me. So I do, I, one, one thing that I loved about going so to the tailgate. you were going to tailgate, go yeah. coach children's soccer, and then yep. go back to the tailgate? Yeah, that's where the party was. Wow. I wanted to see the flyover. I wanted to be a part of it. But uh, at every tailgate that I went to, I got at, at least offered one beer. And it was, you know, bush light here, uh, cores there, but still, that's what you drink at a tailgate, right? Usually, um, and it's funny how those, time. it's funny how those summer they call them lawnmower beers turn into just raking the yard beers, and all <laughs> right. all that happens is the calendar turns. It's like, well, same same beer, new new kind of choring. 
tailgate beers there we go yeah yeah so it was fun it was a really good scene i think when i stopped into belmont there in the corner of campus i was like so well, what's it been like and they said well at the toledo game it was not there weren't a whole lot of people out there tailgating i think they were kind of seeing what the crowd was going to be like and also it's like kind of a stinker of a game too it's not yeah, really and i remember there was a lot of i think coach kelly was talking like attendance was down for that game anyhow and people were starting to get concerned like oh my goodness what happens if no one comes but yeah, but then it was ramped up, and Purdue was incredible. So, um, you know, I know Wisconsin, a few people went to Chicago, but next weekend we'll be back at it again. All right. Well, we'll look more, more. We'll look forward to more Zach Miller's tales and tailgating. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to go out there? <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't know how you do it uh, to go out there just to hang out for a little bit and take off. I'm like, I'm the kind of when I get to the party, I'm like, I, I want to stay. Like, this is what I'm doing. So good, good on you, man. Do you know anybody that has a tailgate or anybody that uh, you'd go and see up there at campus? Nah, not really. A lot of my friends we we congregate for uh, for NFL days. Like that's when when we'll all get yeah. together. It may or may not have to do with larger the fact that we have tons of money on games for <laughs> fantasy football and and you know on the Indiana's uh, super uh, easy online gambling for yeah. you, with your phone. But uh, no, it, it's Saturday. Usually, if we don't have something going on at the station, I'm usually getting things done at the house because I've got a backlog of seven million projects I've got to do. And now that the weather's turned, this also sucks because now I ha- like I have to go inside and get stuff done now. Oh, but you've got the basement to work on. So I've, got, dude, I've got that to work on. I've got floors to sand. I've got flooring to put in. We're getting a wall knocked down. So all of that, I felt like once the summer rolled around and the drinking season began and it was like pool and crispy boys and fun outside and, you know, Triple hazy IPAs. <laughs> the summer got away from us. Well, I, yeah. But I put it all on hold. I'm like, I'm not going to do any work in the basement or any inside. <laughs> so now, now everything's sort of around the corner. But, but like we said a minute ago, it's it's getting to be stout season. So um, I guess I welcome it with open arms and a an anxious liver. So we'll talk more about that. And uh, we've got something to talk about because in the next couple of weeks, you got to put it on your calendar, October 8th. I know that we hammered it a couple weeks ago and then last week as well, but we're going to be teaming up with Bare Hands up in Granger and we're going to do Striker Liker Part 2. It's like the second double IPA version of Striker Liker. Yeah, we, we launched the idea with with Chris and the gang from Bare Hands a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be doing Music to My Beers out from Bare Hands again next week. So um, we'll have... It'll be Friday. There's the Striker Liker open down in Goshen. Sunday, it's going to be Music to My Beers from Bare Hands. And then we're all going to roll around Friday, October 8th, and we're going to meet up at Bare Hands. We're going to start broadcasting live at 3. Their doors open, I believe, at 2 or noon. Yeah. Well, well, we'll hammer that out next yeah. week. We're at Bare Hands. <laughs> we uh, but they're going to start selling the beer. And it is a limited edition like it was last year. Uh, I think we, we wound up selling about 10,000 cans of beer in an afternoon. And there weren't that many. There, I think there were only a flat or two of cans left yes, last year after the event. So if you're thinking about it, you're thinking, hey, this would be a fun way to get the band back together for a little bit, hang out, and uh, tip one back for a, a great dude. This would be a, a good chance to do it. But we'll be out there on the 8th from 3 to 5. And as Chris from Bearhand said a couple of weeks ago, uh, last year's was a big hit. It was a great, great blend of hops. It was it was stronger than it tasted, which we, oh, yeah. <laughs> we found out later in the afternoon. But uh, this year they wanted to do something in that similar vein of, of hop blend, but also as a double IPA, so it's going to be bigger, badder, stronger for for uh, this year's batch. And I, I'm super excited because Bear Hands, they make such great beer in the area, and I'm, I'm looking at all the different releases that they've had, like their small batch releases and whatnot, and it's just, it's pretty amazing the type of stuff that they're doing, whether it's a milkshake IPA or their stouts that are bigger and badder than ever. Um, but the Striker Liker, I was super excited finding out that it's a double and that it's, it, it is that traditional style. They, they're not trying to do like a hazy thing or anything like that. It's going to be a traditional double IPA with 
that much more hops, that much more malt, and uh, it'll be big. It's going to yeah, be nice. Yeah, and it's fun, too. Uh, I, I typically, when, when a new beer comes out, when Bare Hands releases one or we get something new from anywhere in the area, I'll go out and get a four-pack. Or I see something new at Citywide downtown. Oh, I'll yeah. get a four-pack. If I like it, I might go buy another one. Very seldom do I ever buy a case of anything. Mm. But because the Striker Liker is limited edition, I'm always like, yeah, give me a case. Bring me an entire case. So, uh, give it, me a keg. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's fun. But it also, uh, some of the proceeds from each can sold, I think it's each can, there's four cans in a, a four-pack. Uh, that money goes. It's split up between Cancer Services of Elkhart County and our friends at the Center for the Homeless in downtown South Bend, two of Ron's favorite charities. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, the fine folks at Mossberg Beverage Marketing have also donated the uh, the cans, so we don't have to worry about taking care of that. Oh, wow. That's And that's incredibly nice of them because I know that they've done that in the past with certain uh, charities that Bare Hands is constantly looking at the community and, and ways in which they can donate. Um money to certain charities but i think south cool. Bend animal resource center was the last yes, beneficiary right. of one of their uh, their charity can the dogs uh, in the can it was great yeah yeah so it, it's fun to to do that to have a good time and to raise money for a good cause and like we're gonna hammer it a lot next week obviously we'll be at bare hands and we're talking it a lot uh, about on the station but it's october 8th we'll be broadcasting from three to five the beer is on sale and four packs to go they are gonna have it on tap if you want to hang out and uh, check out the event page. You can go to 1039 The Bears Facebook page, go to Music To My Beers Facebook page, or our group that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But make plans to join us. And if it seems like we're hammered a lot, it, we are. It, we've, we're very excited. One, yeah. it's a great beer <laughs> for a great cause and for a uh, guy that was universally loved. So you've got three perfect reasons to come out. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Yeah. Tell your wife you're, ma- you're going to stop by. I'm, I'm making a, do- a charitable donation. And we got... Uh yeah, we'll have some swag out there, too, I believe. Sweet. Yeah, well, we'll then talk- you come get the collective T-shirt, too. Yeah, we'll talk more about that uh, next week when we're at Bare Hands for Music to My Beers, and we'll be back with more beer chit-chat. We also have to get to B-Movie. I can I can barely speak. I'm so oh, excited to drink some beer today. Yeah, I know. Let's open this up soon. And this is where we have the beers and the movies, and we rate them in a, a system that we've called the B-Movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-Movie. So, one thing that I was thinking about is the fact that Candyman just came out as a remake. Jordan Peele, Master of Horror, or like new Master of Horror, he did uh, Get Out, and then I also know he did the one with us, and... I believe a few this, others. Yeah, he pre- Twilight Zone. He was part of that project too with yeah. the remakes. Yeah. So then he remade this one, and uh, I feel it's funny because of the of the Key and Peele guys. You've got Jordan Peele who's out there just crushing it, winning awards, and then like Key Michael Key's just popping up on TV shows. He's and in different movies too. I know that he was in uh, Pitch Perfect, and mm-hmm. as like he's kind of the, the funny guy. But uh, Jordan Peele is too, which is so surprising because here. He's got this untapped talent where he's super funny in his show and in his movies and stuff like that. But then in, he's writing like these horror bits and nowhere near a comedy. No, not at all. And uh, Candyman is a remake of the, uh, I think it's late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Candyman, do you want to go first? Uh, I think I will. Yeah. All right. Because um, there's a bee in the Candyman, right? There are bees. Uh. Bees. Okay. Yes. So several bees come and attack. I've actually never seen the original. I do want to see the the remake of it, but I feel like I should go back and watch the original first. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is it is it's worth it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, maybe I'll add that to my Zach's Halloween horror list of movies to watch before Halloween comes. Um, and that is a real thing, by the way. I like watching Halloween movies. I've got all eight um, Friday the 13th that I just purchased. So, really? Yeah. 
So I'm going to be on a, a Friday the 13th kick here for a while. But Candyman. You're going to love Friday the 13th, eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, really? <laughs> that, was um, my, that was my favorite scary movie franchise growing up. I've seen them all. They're, they're awesome. Oh, man. Okay. So I'll have that one to look forward to. But for Candyman, because of the bees, and this is one that I had a while ago, I think it's, it's a, kind of a mead hard seltzer. Um, but it's the Humble Bumble version two from Humble Forger Brewery. Have you had any of that stuff? I think I have. Yes, the brewery sounds familiar. It's got it's got the honeybee on the the front cover there. Ooh. There's like mango. It was mango, passion fruit, hibiscus uh, blossoms, and uh, dragon fruit. Not passion fruit. Sorry. Wait. Passion fruit, dragon fruit, mango, hibiscus blossoms, and then honey. And it was delicious. I feel like. In the beer drinking culture now, hard seltzers are acceptable, especially when they come with a bunch of stuff in them, other than just like your typical hard seltzer. I get salty when I go to my local bottle shop, and over a third of the counter space now is dedicated to hard seltzer. Not because because people who love hard seltzers don't deserve their space and their choice, but at the same time, it squeezes out a lot of like other varieties I had to choose from going there for beer. <laughs> yeah. And I look around and I'm like, man, okay, Truly's got nine different varieties. Do you need, is, mm-hmm. is there really a need for that much? No, you should space it out, separate it, and like do a different Truly for every season. But no, there's no reason for that. I'm, I'm, I'll throw in four, because I've never seen it, but I, I bet it's pretty good, four of those Humble Bumbles. I'm going to... I saw the original when I was a kid. I was. It was funny. I was a big horror movie fan when I was younger, in my teen years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but as I got to be an adult, I started getting away from the genre, and then I got back into it for a little bit, and I think I tapped out of paranormal activity. I felt like, oh, okay, that's, that was about as scared as I feel like I need to be as an adult. That was the king of horror movies back in, what, 2009? Yeah. 2010? Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe a little earlier than that. And uh, I even got a free copy of Paranormal Activity in the ma- uh, 2 in the mail as like a as a promo deal. Oh, that's awesome. Never opened it. I'm like, <laughs> nope, no, I didn't, I didn't. I saw number one in the theater in daylight alone, and I still thought, I don't want to be here. But Candyman, the original was out in 1992, and it's horrifying for a couple of reasons. Tony Todd, the guy who plays, uh, who plays Candyman, mm-hmm. He's a classically tra- uh, trained Shakespearean actor. He's been in Star Trek. Oh. So he's he's really, it's like you see horror movies and typically the acting is not that great, mm-hmm. but his acting is phenomenal. Two, as a kid in the Midwest, were you told the scariest, as a white kid growing up in the Midwest, were you told is the scariest place? You know, deep, deep in Chicago, the oh. bad things are going to happen to you. And it was set at Cabrini Green, the scariest housing project on the south side of Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd pass it if you were driving into the city. Oh. So, you know, it it scared the bejesus out of all of us. But it was just like when you were a kid, and they, were, they said, like, if you say Bloody Mary into the mirror, I don't know, what was it, five or eight times, she'll appear. Oh, yeah, I never wanted to do that in it the was bathroom. The same, it was the same way you'd summon Candyman, and people oh. would do it. And then all of a sudden, Tony Todd would be on screen, there'd be bees, and then he would, he would eventually kill you. Oh. There were three of these movies. I only bothered with the first one. Another was Candyman. There was a second one. And then a few years after that, I think in the late 90s, there was a Candyman Day of the Dead. But um, I'd like to see this Candyman with friends during the daylight just to see, <laughs> yeah. if, just to see if Tony Todd is a cameo and see, and see what Jordan Peele did with it. But I'm going to give this one uh, a six-pack of Bell's Double Two-Hearted because it's going to take that much to... St- you know, steal my nerves and oh, get, yeah, strap and, in and get me through it. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Whatever you see, whatever you're just watching TV and Tony Todd pops up, you're like, "Hey, Candyman, <laughs> there he is!" But I'm sure the new one's fantastic. And if you if you've seen it and you want to leave your review on the Music to My Beers Facebook page, be our guest. Also on the internet, you could find us anywhere. 
for example, maybe you're on your way to church and you only catch a moment of music to my beers and you're like, what were Warren and Zach talking about? Well, friend, every Monday just around lunchtime, Zach does a great job of podcasting just the uh, just the talky bits of this show. Yeah. No I, music for you. I don't think that's the broadcasting school term for it. Talky bits. The talky bits. Yeah. Uh, so you can find that wherever you get your free podcast, be it Apple, Google. You can also say, hey, Alexa, enable the music to my beer skill, and boom, you'll have all the alcohol chit-chat you want right there. You can also find us on social media. Bro, we social so hard. Uh, beer Shirt Thursday is a fun thing we do on our Instagram account for beer for music to my beers. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to post a bunch of pictures there from Striker Liker Day once we roll in October 8th at uh, Bare Hands Brewery. Shameless plug, 3 to 5. We'll be there live. Cannot wait. Yeah, you can actually find the event on our Facebook page. Uh, just search Music to My Beers. And um, speaking of Facebook, we've got a group, too, where, I mean, it's pretty active. People are posting pictures here and there of what they're drinking. And Hey, guys, our Facebook group's pretty active. Yeah. Or if you hear any beer news of, like, a new brewery coming into the area or something that you've tried recently, you should just definitely post a picture for us so we all know about it. I mean, we champion. It's like building up breweries. That's what our Facebook group really is. We yeah. Don't, we don't yeah. crap on breweries. We're champions yeah. of the, uh, the micro brew, the craft brewer. That's right. Yeah. Or, or even the big guys. I like a good macro here and there. And you can also follow us on Twitter. And I haven't done a whole lot on Twitter this week for the music of my beers. I'm just waiting. Yes, you have. I'm just, I'm just waiting to retweet the, the Bourbon County lottery <gasps> news from Goose Island. So. so when we find that out, we'll be talking about it as well. Yeah, and it's fun because if I if I'm opening music to my beers Twitter, it's got all the beer stuff we follow. Uh-huh. So I don't like I can just keep that all in one spot. I'm like, all right, what's going on in craft beer this week? <laughs> bip, 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 bip. But uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, join our Facebook group, and check out our podcast. Uh, be our friends on Untapped. Zach drinks hard, son, during tailgate season. You can see his debauchery at Dad Beers. And you can find out how many beers I drank in the garage on Friday trying to fix my dirt bike <laughs> at Man Bear Cluck. Just prepare for some early check-ins, right? Yeah, it's fun. You can tell. Them, you can always tell when I'm in the garage, too, because I always put it up next to whatever crap I've just broken or whatever the, uh, the busted motorcycle piece is that I'm having trouble with. I'm like, well, this is why I'm not going to finish this tonight. Let's just oh. take a picture of beer next to it. So That's awesome. Split one. We cracked it the bottle before we uh, actually started the segment, and it comes to us from Frank of Mega, the Michigan Extract Grain Association. And you're going to talk to him a little bit later on uh, to close out the show about an event they've got coming up. There's a, there's a lot happening drinking locally these days. And not just because everything's opened back up again, but uh, tell us a little bit about this one because we've had a lot of, of beer here on the Split One segment over the last few years, but we've never done a homebrew. No, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, he brought this um, the other day when we were have, talking a little bit, and it's a smash, which I know this is pretty common in the homebrew um, way of educating people on what they're drinking because it's uh, a smash is a single malt and single hop beer. Yeah, I get it. S M A S H single ball yeah. and single hop. Okay, yeah. All right. so then you can kind of get the characteristics, whether it be Centennial or um, or like what we're drinking right now. It's uh, Sequoia hop, which I've never heard of. Sounds like something out of the. I don't know. Well, I do like that. It's got a real robust kind of rusty golden brown to it, mm-hmm. and um, it uses a Vienna malt in it. And the malt, and you said this a minute ago. Once we poured it, is it's. It's got a very homebrew vibe to it. Yeah. It reminds me when you walk into a real small brewery, like where they're brewing 10 feet away from where where you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Because it oh, has yeah. that very crafty, that brew smell. It does. And it smells really good. I get a little bit of fruit, like almost like a mango and a passion fruit. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, the sequoia, is a, it's, a, it's a pretty kind of stiff, hoppy flavor. Yeah. 
it's very it's bitter on the front end and then i feel like it mellows out towards the back and you get more of that malt and almost like a honey flavor from it yeah not to sound like a total snooty guy but it's got a kind of a sort of a like a very like a hot brassy kind of finish a little bit yeah like a little sweetness on the end mm-hmm. it definitely um it definitely is like malty for sure like, do you have any plans to homebrew again I know it's mm. hilarious that Zach and I have done this craft beer show for a billion years, but neither of us are act, currently active home brewers. You know, I do. I actually I have a kit that um, I'm kind of waiting to figure out a time to do it. I just don't know what to make next. Because for years, it was the Maple IPA. And now I'm like, I don't know. I, after well, what do you so want to drink? What do I want to drink? Like uh, if you had a kegerator in your house, what would you have on tap? What beer? Well... I mean, as of right now, Narragansett, because okay. that's, that's my, my crispy boy go-to. But I, I feel like with this season, as we're heading into fall, I want something a little malty, something a little more like an Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. or um, I think we mentioned it last show, the, the Feast Beer. Yeah, you probably should have already started that if you're looking for like an Oktoberfest I know. during yeah. the season, right? <laughs> way, way late, because they actually say you should drink those in August when the fresh hops come out. So like those fresh hops brews, I know Three three Floyds does one, and then um, I think Yakida does one as well, where it's like the super fresh hops go into your Oktoberfest, and it creates a, a really good... Um, kind of bitterness to that super malty balance that comes from uh, an Oktoberfest beer, typically. Uh, but, one of my friends and I got a brewing kit, geez, I think two years ago. We haven't even opened the box yet. But so what would you brew then? I think we're going to, uh, we've, he and I have talked about it because for some reason, and I don't know if it's like the Almanac chit chat or just every time I hang out with my mom, she says the same thing. You know, it's, we're supposed to get a really bad long winter this year. Yeah. It's going to be a long winter. And I, I thought, well, this is, we've already talked about when are we going to do this because it'd be fun to, to sit down and take an afternoon and just get after it and get it done and if it's a disaster then we just laugh it off and if it's good beer then we're like hey all right we can do this yeah we got some great beer on hand but i think we're just gonna do a straightforward west coast just run-of-the-mill ipa i think that's a great plan that's a that's a great one to start off with too that's what i did for my original beer and it wasn't too bad yeah no bells no whistles no reaching no. for a hazy right out the gate no trying like a, a merit center or anything you know complicated just saying all right What's the very first IPA I remember having? Let's try to take a swing at that and see what we got. Let's do a Bell's Two Hearted, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, geez, if I could, if I could recreate, and that was when I was in college at Western. This is way, way back uh, in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. You could go to Bell's way before home brewing was as as big as it got 10, 12 years later, and you could they were selling um, copycat kits, so you could you know make oh. your own Oberon or brew your own too hard at the time we thought well that's stupid because they sell it 10 feet over this way yeah, i know, you know why would Where? i take all the time to do it you know stupid me had i had i known then how big craft beer was gonna or had i at least paid attention mm-hmm. to where it was heading i could have gotten on that and been an accomplished home brewer myself by now instead of a guy thinking well maybe i'm gonna do my first ipa <laughs> but that'll be also something yeah. fun for the show to talk about as, as i get into it and like my first terrible adventures in craft brewing and i'm we, excited and, and then do, you have to bring them on the show just like striker right. and i would bring our maple ipa and then it'd be an absolute yeah you could dump on you could dump on mine just like i would dump on yours we have the explosive bottles and be like okay we're just gonna we're gonna let this sit around for a while on the show and like kind of ease off for the next 30 minutes and that, then we'll be able to drink it after all this head goes down yeah so we'll oh uh, my gosh maybe we'll make that our winter brewing project here our music to my beers and it's time for the manager's picks the staff picks this is the part of the show where I'll chip in three and Zach chips in three and that's what makes up our pick six segment you see this could be things we like to drink we want to drink or we drink it now yeah uh, do you go first do you go first or should I go first either or I don't care 
All right, I'll go first. After you. Yeah. The first one is a beer that I haven't had, but I'm very excited to get. And if you're a member of the Founders uh, email list, you got wind of it earlier this week. They're releasing a KBS variant, a new one. <clears throat> there's actually the return of one and a release of a new one. They've they had regular KBS for years. Then we got the KBS Espresso. There was the KBS Mackinac Island Fudge, and now they're coming out with a KBS Cinnamon Vanilla Cocoa. That sounds delicious. Which is going to be, and I think you hit the nail on the head last week when we first talked about it. The uh, it's going to be very similar to the Hoka Vesa, mm-hmm. that kind of Mexican hot chocolate sort of ish. That's always a good route to go, especially with stouts. Yeah, and they're also bringing back the uh, the KBS Espresso, so if you missed it the first go-round, you'll be able to get that again. Ooh, okay. The, the Espresso was solid. The next one I'm going to bring, and I uh, I threw it in because I drank one on Friday, and it's, man, I don't drink as many as I get. I buy them just to have, and I feel like this is makes up the, the big bulk of my, my heavy artillery in the, uh-huh. in the beer cellar is I drank a Dark Lord 2020, on Friday, I split one with Old Man Ernie, and one still drinks fantastic. I'll, I will never forget the first Dark Lord Day I went to, and I think it was the second or third one they ever had. I didn't know a lot about craft beer. I knew I liked drinking too hearted. I just knew there was a beer event. We were in Kalamazoo, and it was down in Muncie, so we went. <clears throat> and I drank my first Russian Imperial Stout. Oh. And I remember just looking at the glass and the way the lace, the way the beer just clung to the side. And thinking, what is this? And I drank it, and I didn't love it at first, but I remember thinking, wow, this is unlike any other beer I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And so I, I still get Dark Lord and get excited about it. I think Three Floyds has something planned for Dark Lord Day 2021 still this year. Well, we can hope. Yeah, we can hope and, and pay attention to social media. But uh, I buy it, not because it's the best. And I, I get it because it always reminds me of those first few years I went when I was still kind of trying to find my legs as a craft beer guy and like, all right, what is this? Do I like this? But it's fun. It's fun to have. And, if, and it's always a really solid go-to if you're having some friends over mm-hmm. or you want something to share or having a poker game. Dark Lord's always tip-top in my book. And I'm going to throw in, and I throw this one in several times, but I'm going to chuck it in again because I've been drinking an unholy amount of Foggy Geezer these days. Oh, yeah. I, I, That's such a good beer, too, from... I, it's it's three Floyds and um, McKellar. McKellar, okay. That, and it's funny because the the Belmont of my house has it in the cooler at eye level. Oh, so I walk over there and I just look at the twelve pack and think twenty one bucks, good. Let's go. Boom. I don't want to because sometimes you go to a bottle shop and you don't really want to hem and haw. You just want to find something great and get on with your day. Mm-hmm. And so Foggy Geezer has been my go to all summer long, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue well on into the uh, into the winter months. Oh, man. I That's right. I've gotten to a point where Foggy Geezer is like my crispy boy. So wait, is Foggy Geezer, what's that clock in at? About six, 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 eight, somewhere okay. in there. Something like easy drinking. Yeah, easy it's, on it's, the it's IPA level. in the same wheelhouse as uh, Bell's Official. I think just a tiny skosh bit heavier, maybe. Okay. Um, well, I got to ask you, too. Have you been to Trader Joe's? I have not. My wife has several times. Oh, yeah. It's a great stop. It's a great place. Like, if you're looking for something like a quick meal, because they have so much in their frozen food section. Have you ever had their Speculoos? What's a Speculoos? They have cookie butter dip. Oh. And I know, like, other stores have a Biscoff spread. Uh Uh-huh. But something about Trader Joe's, it's... Is it addicting? You eat it. You don't spread it on anything. You just open it and just eat it out of the jar like like the fattest man alive, and you can't stop. It's, and I need to go try it. You know, you take a spoonful of peanut butter, but every once in a while, you take a spoonful <laughs> of peanut butter where it's just like, you know, four ounces on one spoon. Yeah. You do the same thing with Speculoos, and you don't feel bad about it. And oh. they make a version that's uh, got uh, chocolate that's striped. Oh, man. Oh, dude, now you're talking me into it. Because it was always the thing when my wife went to Chicago with her friends. I'm like, 
if you go to Trader Joe's, bring off some speculoos. <laughs> Same thing with Kalamazoo, and now we've got our own here. So, yeah, it's, uh, dude. It's right up the street from us. Uh, ultimate sweet treat. If you're the kind of person who gets up in the middle of the night, likes to have something sweet before you go back to bed, <laughs> this is the game. It's not the game changer. It's the game ender. Oh, man. Okay, well, that now I'm going to have to go find it. because I, that's, Not even for kids. Forget about them. It's for adults. It's for you. It's one of the things. I've gone in there several times. I've probably been in three times, and I have not picked that up. How's the beer selection there? Well, that's what I was going to... That brings oh, me sorry. to a next, my next point. I'll quit interrupting with fat guy uh, life no, hacks. Go ahead. because I wonder if the speculators would go with their double IPA. I saw this on the shelf, and I thought, like... I'm like, did I did I see that wrong? You know, I've, they're famous for their two-buck chuck. I think it's now four-buck chuck. But they had a double IPA. It's the Boat Swain... I think that's how I pronounce it. Boat Swain from Rhinelander Brewing Company. It's a double IPA. Clocks in at 8.4%. You want to guess the price point of a six-pack? Ten bucks. Four ninety-nine. Ah! <laughs> kid you not. Priced for the working man. <laughs> it really is. And I'm like... I'll take a hey, six pack to, of that. I used to rip on the Aldi beer until I sat down and bought some, and Aldi's got a couple of solid IPAs on the shelves for, for next to nothing. They do, and they're, they're uh, fresh hop IPA, like whichever kind. No, the Sessional IPA is actually pretty good from Aldi. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that one. Um, the other one I'm going to throw in there is a beer that I had at 8.30 on a Saturday morning. And like a degen. Yeah. A degen, as the letter <laughs> Kenny people say. And it's one of my favorite breweries, too, out of Chicago, Revolution. They had their Double Dry Hot Brunch Hero. Mm. Boy, 6.8%. Is that it, available in the Hero Packs or some of them? No, it comes in its own four-pack. And it's it's a little pricier, so it's about four times the amount that I spent on the Boats Twain Double IPA. But this one is almost like drinking a mimosa. But in beer form. Okay. And it's got the orange tangerine feel to it. Um, not as hoppy as I thought it would be. It's more mellow and it's mm. hazy and it goes down. I mean, obviously at 830 in the morning, it was like I could drink it like orange juice. So good. So highly recommend that one. All right. And last but not least, uh, Surly, um, which is out of the Minneapolis area. They're now down here. Famous for King Sue, um, Pseudo Sue, stuff like that. They have And the Devil Makes Three. I haven't had a triple IPA in a good long time. This clock's in at 10.6%. Because why not? Yeah. Oh, it, and it was good. Now, I think I got it a little bit later than the date. I would have liked to try it fresher, but I got it about three months after they had actually canned it. I have found that some of the Surly stuff you get around here, especially mm-hmm. if you look at King Sue and Pseudo Sue, you'll find they, that some of it's a little bit older than you'd like like it to be. So if that's the case, it's better to get it on tap at a place like Hop Station. Hey, look at how uppity we've gotten. Remember, we couldn't even get it here. Now we're like, yeah, yeah. surely it's too old. Hot pass. Hey, it's <laughs> brain pour. Yeah. Uh, we're here with the guys from Michiana Festival of Beers, both Chuck and Frank. You guys are affiliated with not only the planning process that goes into it, but also you're affiliated with MEGA, which is the Michiana Extract Grand Association, right? Yeah. We've both been homebrewers for many years. And been in the, the Mega Homebrew Club. And two years ago, the club decided, actually three, three years ago, this, the club decided to take over management and planning for the Michiana Festival of Beers. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because this was started years ago. Uh, Jim Herder, right, was involved with that? Yeah. Jim originally created Mayfest. Okay. I say 2015. Okay. And it ran through about 2018. Okay. And he had was done yeah decided to retire and we thought hey we don't want this event to go away and it always been in may um one year it was in july but mostly it's been in may and 
there weren't a lot of fall beer events. Uh, right. And so when we took over, we looked at the schedule and said, you know what, April, May, June is really full of events. It was a struggle to get breweries and participants. So we moved it into the fall. We moved we moved the date, the location, um, everything. Oh, so, wow. So this is we had it in 2019 at um, Four Winds Field and then yeah. had to take a break last year because of COVID. And then this year we're back at four wins in october yeah that's exciting because tickets are on sale right now thirty dollars advanced tickets forty dollars at the door five dollar designated driver tickets um frank you're with mega what kind of things are you guys planning to do this year at the michiana extract or at the michiana festival of beers well we in fact are going to have a booth ourselves so we're going to bring all our arsenal to uh to the fest as well so i mean not only us but we got Two, three other uh, uh, homebrew clubs that are going to be involved. So we got the Ke- Kettleheads from Kosciuszko. We got the uh, Chaplin Park Brothers. And we got... Um, Marshall County. Marshall County. Oh, wow. So places all over. And what I we, we like the um, Michigan Extract Grain Association because you guys are like the farm league when it comes to you know the the brewers that come from your guys's organization and start their own breweries. Then I know that there's several stories of hey I'm going to open up a brewery and and here we go. So four in fact four 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 to five four I think have gone on to professional brewing in the last probably ten years. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know if you know, are you aware of the uh, of the uh, spun-offs, but Yakida spun-off. Yakida with Chip there. Uh, Niles Brewing. With Brandon. Crooked U. Yep. Um, Andy. And um, who am I else? Is it Fesser? Fesser's. Jo- Josh. Fe- Josh is brand it's new. Brand oh, new yeah. Fesser's Brewing. And that's out of Argus, right? Yep. Okay. I haven't been down there yet, but um, I, I definitely want to. I see stuff on Facebook all the time about them. And you guys actually have a lot of local places that are going to be at the Michiana Festival of Beers, October 16th. Um, what are some of the places that we're going to look forward to seeing there? Right now, we have a really um, broad range. I think one, one of the things that makes us unique, it's not just local beers. It's not just regional beers. It's definitely not national craft beers you know mm-hmm. you're not going to see sam adams and and probably founders and and lagunitas but what you're going to see are places like zorn brew works mm-hmm. chesterton brewery st john malt brothers those are all kind of from the northwest indiana area yeah maplewood brewing is is actually out of illinois forefathers bad dad who's a uh, first time they've been to the event so i'm excited about trying some of these beers because i've never had them yeah some some distribute locally and some don't uh, but then we have some local favorites like Crooked U and Studebaker and South Bend Brew Works. Yeah. Rue 152 is coming up oh. from Napanee. They're always good. They're Make solid. Sure they them. Bare Hands, they've, they've always been a big part of our events. So yeah. I love having Chris there with his group. Oh, that's exciting in Westwind, too, because they're, they're one of yeah. my newer faves out of Elkhart. I'm excited to try some of that stuff and look forward to trying the, the different beers that we have there. It's from 2 to 5 p.m., so that's a really good amount of time to be walking around tasting. Anything you guys recommend um, out of any of those breweries that you, you're excited for, want to try? Well, there's one that I've I've never tried yet, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. Is uh, Off Square? I'm wanting to see what they're all about. Uh, just just trying to figure out what styles and 
what's what's their niche what's mm-hmm. what's their what's what's their home run hitter what's the one that's gonna wow me when i'm there cool so that's that that's the one that uh that i'm looking forward to the most awesome yeah i'm actually gonna take a little break on the beer trail i'm excited we have at least three cideries oh and three meteries big. coming so some different flavored ciders, some meads, and we're also inviting um, it's a place out of Wisconsin called Untitled Art, and it's hard seltzers. Oh, they have but, a lot of good stuff. But it's 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 what White Claw would love to be. Right, exactly. It, it, yeah. it, it is true hard seltzer. It's all, some of them look like hard smoothies. Yeah, I mean the color and the consistency and the texture of these. So I'm really excited about trying those. Yeah, there's so much new in our industry. Like even the we've done the show now for like six years and seeing where beer was back in 2015 to where it is now, it's it's insane. You know the the different variations and everything. But um, one thing that I love too about Michiana Festival of Beers is the fact that you guys have a chosen charity that the proceeds will go to, correct? Yeah. This year's, um, the last couple of years have been resale to the rescue. Um, they're, they're local. Um, all of their money stays local. And what they do is they raise money to support different animal-based charities. Oh, that's So good. it's not just going to one. Mm-hmm. They, they distribute their money among, I want to say five or six, maybe even seven different local groups who help, you know, with, with animals. Awesome. And, and um, it's just really great to work with them. A lot of them come to volunteer mm-hmm. for the event. So if you're getting checked in that day, it's probably somebody from Resale to the Rescue getting you checked in. We'll have a lot of home brewers there um, helping serve. We you know, we help serve beer at our booth as well as, you know, the brewery booth to give them a little break so they can enjoy the festival as well. Yeah, it's like one big party. So fingers crossed for great weather, but it's happening rain or shine, right? Yep, uh, we also have a band coming to this event. Uh, it's, the group is called Tongue Tide. Okay. So uh, th- uh, I think they're a local product, so look forward to seeing them, seeing what they got to offer. So rock on, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a great day start to finish. 2 to 5 p.m., October 16th. Put it in your calendars. Get tickets online. Where can I get tickets online? Go to the website, festivalbeers.us. There's a link there to buy the tickets online. They're $30 if you buy them in advance. They're $40 at the door. Affordable either way, but yeah. hey, save 10 bucks and buy them in advance. It is one of the most affordable beer fests around the area that I've seen. So that's awesome. And it goes to a charity, so you're helping out a good cause here in the area um, locally. So I appreciate it, both Chuck and Frank, for coming on the show today and uh, plugging this event. And now we just got to set the date. All right, all right. We have a few things coming up. We talked about one at the beginning of the show. and Hammer it! It's the only event we have coming up that's ours. Seriously, and it's a great event. It uh, is in honor and remembrance of the co-creator of the show, Ron Stryker, who was a huge influential person in this area. Um, And also, I mean, he loved beer. And so what better way to celebrate him and his life than to team up with Bare Hands and do a Stryker Liker Day Part 2. Yeah, he was a great guy to work for, but not just because he was fun to be around, but also he didn't really care if you drank beer at work. I know. So having a, having a boss that's cool with <laughs> yeah. you cracking one open at 11.30 on a Wednesday, like it changes the way a place operates. It, it really does. Yeah, some days for the better. Some days we probably shouldn't have, but oh, uh, it was great because if you ever got bored with work, you could always saunter down to the end of the uh, office and be like, 
let's drink something. Hey, what do you got? What do you got in your fridge? Yeah, I've, hey, I've worked for guys in the fridge. past that had like a cooler of like, you know, Bud Light at the end of the hall, and you're like, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ron would have like Dark Lord and six packs of Double Hop this and Fancy that. So, Oh, man. So, yeah, we thought let's team up with Bare Hands for a beer. We did it last year. It was a huge success. We're doing it again. And uh, next week, we're going to do the show from Bare Hands. Just to hype it up one last time before the big day, but it's October 8th, a Friday. Thank the Lord. Three to five. We'll be out there broadcasting live. It'll be for available four-pack cans for purchase. Buy as much as you like. And also on tap as well if you want to have it uh, fresh from the bare hands teat, as they would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And it, last year's was incredible. Chris did a fantastic job. Basically, when we sat down and we're like, okay, I think Stryker would really like a traditional IPA. He loved... Two-Hearted, he would say, was his favorite beer. And so kind of modeled it off of that. But in in true bare hands form, Chris created his own Striker Liker IPA that was phenomenal. And it was a heavy hitter. And it's going to be even heavier this year with the double. Yeah, and uh, also like some of our favorite craft beer uh, annual releases, it has new artwork that ties into the old artwork, so mm-hmm. you've got an extra can to put up on your mantle in the garage. Collect them all. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever, what not, not mantle in the garage. Whatever that shelf is where you keep the sprinklers off season, you also keep beer cans up there. Whatever oh, that shelf, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, man. It, I, I have that shelf going and then some. Like My wife's like, you, you really need to start throwing some stuff away. I broke down after a while and got rid of because I had a pretty big collection of like old stout bottles. But then after a while, I was my my wife looked at me. She goes, "Warren, you're you're in your late 30s," and I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, isn't that supposed to be like a 20 something thing? Like, look what I drank." And I thought, "Okay, aren't aren't those collectors' items though? It's like I, hanging on the McDonald's Happy Meal toys for kids or for adults." I threw out everything. I did keep. I've got like a 1960s black label beer can. Mm. It kind of just looks cool popping around the garage, and you know that is cool. Wherever I move it in the house, but uh, I'm sorry, I digress. Go ahead. Oh no, um, Striker Liker Day, October 8th. Collect the can, buy a, an entire case because you're gonna you're gonna regret buying just one four pack and then drinking that four pack in a weekend and being like. Man, I could really go for some more beer. So a case, I'm buying two cases this year because I feel like everybody is like, oh, I missed out on the day and it's sold out now. Can I can I have a beer of yours? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. had something stupid last year where I bought my my pile of Striker Liker beer and we all remember it was tasty. We also remember how strong it was. Woo! In my infinite wisdom, that was a Friday. I thought Saturday I'm going to go golf with the boys and that's going to be my golf beer. Oh, no. No, well, it's not good for a golf beer. Like, not at all. <laughs> that wasn't your recovery drink? By the five... By the fifth hole, I'm missing swings, dropping dropping balls. Just it was awful. Oh man. Oh well. Okay. Um, long story short, pick up the beer October eighth. We'll be out there for three to five p.m. Yes. Okay. And then it's something else we can look forward to the following Saturday, the sixteenth, is the Michiana Festival of Beers at Four Winds Field. So we're getting back out there. It's a rain or shine event. Tickets are only thirty dollars. And the so. nice thing about Four Winds is if it's, if it's sunny out, great. If it's not, there's a plenty of space in the concourse to do some drinking and still avoid the weather. Oh, yeah. And they're going to have food trucks. They're going to have a, a whole litany of things out there. Um, I think 25 craft breweries, some meaderies, cideries, um, uh, maybe even some hard stuff. But MichiganaFestivalOfBeers.us. Perfect. And then also, last but not least, if you're looking for something to do, uh, the big Notre Dame versus Navy tailgate, they're going to have tailgating at the Ball Band, which is that new beer garden down at uh, Mishawaka Parks. Have you seen that? The what? The the beer garden at Mishawaka Parks. The Ball Band? Yeah, the Ball Band. It's called the Ball Band for whatever reason. Wow. All right. It's... um, (laughs) 
It's gonna be. You can watch the game on the big <laughs> yeah, screen. Yeah, it'll be down the ball band. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's cousin's gonna be there as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, three thirty is the start time for that. But it's it's really cool because if you've never been there, they've got taps outside and it's like a, a giant beer garden by the river of Central Park in Mishawaka, and that's that's the dealio. That's what's going on. All right. Well, next week we'll be at Bare Hands Brewery for the uh, one last show before Striker Liker Day. We'll talk more with Chris. And basically, it's just an excuse for Zach and I to get some some beer in us. So uh, Yeah, we're we'll going to try some stuff. We'll see you back here next week on Music to My Beers. Cheers. Cheers! It's Music to My Beers. Nothing a few beers can't fix, right? On 103.9 The Beer. The beer. I mean, bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.